Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. to the nerdiverse go ahead sit and listen to the masters the old heads talk about what you love the most video games comics movies and everything you need to maintain your we got the knowledge that's straight out the ether gonna need a drink and have to take a seat to expand your mind and listen to the speaker mike and the squad's gonna give you what you need please uh, send in a question come and get some answers learn a couple lessons from the masters with the special guests we got the green lanterns glowing on our chest yes please sit back and relax because we're gonna hit you with some stoke Facts and allow me to be the very first to welcome you to the Masters of the Nerdiverse. Welcome to Masters of the Nerdiverse, where we always have such sites to show you. You can always find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, Amazon Alexa, uh, LV447. I think that's the number. <laughs> it's the designation of the living zone or landing zone, I believe. See, what you do is you enter LV4. Uh, I'm messing up the number, and all the aliens fans are going to kill me. And so <laughs> you, you hook a left at medical, and you see like a, a opened xenomorph egg, and you grab it in there, and you look through all the muck and slime, and you pull out a copy of the podcast. It's also in there. Just be careful. Yeah. And, and don't lose, and don't use live rounds. Because the whole place will catch on fire. Then adios, muchachos. Um, I'm, of course, your host, Mike G. And I'm your co-host, Winter Sturdivant. Yes, and we are the Masters of the Nerdiverse. Oh, man. I'm so excited for this week, man. This was a crazy yeah. week. Like an insane week, man. How are you doing, dude? I'm I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad to be here, able to record, uh, doing some, uh, we'll say, some brainstorming on my branding on the internet, which yes, is man. always fun to do. Have have charts all around in my room, look like I can. I have like a conspiracy growing around, but just <laughs> trying to organize. Like, okay, today I have to put seven posts. Uh, I have like a system for all the different Facebook pages that I do where I uh, I take like an hour to find different posts and then I make it like once a day right. I post at a certain time. And I always make the times weird like on my <laughs> meme page. I do like 420 to look like a real jerk. Nice. <laughs> meme it up. You got to become a meme lord. Dog. Yeah. Yeah, just stuff like that. And, a, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's very, very fun stuff. Um, yeah, it reminds me but, of uh, yeah. like I'm thinking if you have like a like the murder wall, kind of like um, Pepe Silvia. You have the Pepe Silvia wall from Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been there before. Where, or like, where's the mail's going? <laughs> yeah, where's the mail going? Exactly, yeah. Pepe Silvia. Like there is no Pepe Silvia. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Uh, 
Oh, we have to do an Always Sunny cast one of these days. That would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. But how's your week? How's that going? Man, my week's been kind of up and down, man. It's been very up and down. Like, victory. Is though he have the, the moment of victory and then snatched away by a small small loss and you're just like, no. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I won and you're holding up the, the trophy to the sky but a bird like takes a crap on it. You're just like, nice. That's, you know, like, there we go. That's the universe telling me to calm down. Uh, what I'm talking about is that I actually beat Assassin's Creed Origins over the week. Yeah. And that game was fun. It had an anticlimactic end. I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah, <laughs> it's just it. It's such it's such a damper on an amazing game, you know. And it's not even a bad thing. It's not a bad ending. It's not like Gears of War two where you're just like, what? Why did it end that way? You know. It's like, it's not that silly. I'm curious now. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you off the show. I'm never going to play it, but... Okay. Oh, yeah, you, like, spoil me all day. No, it's it's set in... it's it, it sets really strange ramifications for actual historical events. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, in Star in, uh, Transformers, it was like, yeah, the Transformers killed Adolf Hitler. <laughs> no, it's like the Transformers were part Wait, of the what? Next... Yeah, uh, in in last night they said <laughs> that a Transformer killed Adolf Hitler. <laughs> it was a Transformer. Right. That the Transformers so, were part of the uh, Knights Templar or something stupid. Can you confirm or deny that in Assassin's Creed do they reference aliens? No, it's not even aliens, dude. It's so dumb. Okay, if you don't want to hear this, yeah. I'm going to go into spoilers. If you don't want to hear this, fast forward like three minutes because it's real quick. Yeah. It's not aliens. It's some stupid, like, it's not stupid. It's it's, it's so overdone. It's it's time is cyclic, uh, cyclical, cyclical, and yeah. it's the future talking to us from the past to motivate the future. Dumb. It's dumb. It's like, <laughs> hey guys, we have this MP3. We're gonna just leave in ancient Egypt yeah. because we've somehow I... learned how to time travel. Uh, it, it's the first civilization stuff, and it's like, well, yeah. What happened? It's it's uh it's just like a, a way for like writers to not. I mean, I've seen great like time travel stuff, but it's very easy. There's a wide margin for you to fail. With with time travel, time travel is so difficult, man. <laughs> yeah, like the movie Predestination. I like that with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, and, and like I won't spoil that for anything. But then you have John, John Claude Van Damme's Time Cop. Don't <laughs> also... no don't don't disparage Time Cop, man. That really ha that's how it works, dude. Freaking Bill and Ted's Excellent right? Adventure, right? Time travel. <laughs> yeah, oh. it just. Just weird. Man, the one time travel movie I will recommend to everyone to watch if you just want your nose to bleed from raw information is Primer. You ever seen Primer? Yeah, I knew it. I knew what you were going to say. Primer <laughs> is so... Jeez Louise, man. Watch Primer. If you if you like yeah. time travel, if you like science, if you're like really big into scientific exploration, you're not smarter. It's one of those movies that's like, you're not smarter than me. Even though you think you may be smarter than me. The movie, mm -hmm. is, the movie is smarter than you, and it takes a second for you to realize that. And then you have to double back and watch it again. 
it reminds me of what happens when you have a true nerd behind the director's seat. Yeah. And going like, all these time travel movies suck. If this was really going to happen, this was how it's going to happen. And then they spend two hours diving into the literal science of it. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, it's bizarre. It's almost as bizarre as when I hear people complain about laser pistols wouldn't shoot that way. And it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Yes. If we actually had it figured out, it wouldn't be science fiction anymore. It'd just be science. Right. right? So right. it's like Primer is like, if actual nerds, like not even geeks, but like real legit, like MIT nerds wrote a movie, it's like that. Exactly. It, and it's very strict. Yeah. It's not, it's not played for excitement or laughs or intrigue. It's like real science. It's almost like scientists wrote this and had no, no way to exhibit human emotion. It's very dry, but it will science the right. hell out of you. It will super science you and you'll be just sitting there like, I don't know what to do with my life at this point. Oh man! Yeah, but, and it and it's like, it, yeah, that's enough about <laughs> enough about primer. Just watch it, man. Time travel makes my yeah. head hurt. Uh, but the bittersweetness about the Assassin's Creed me beating that was that my PlayStation controller gave up the ghost immediately after I beat the game. So I just was like, yay! My day one controller just died, and I'm just like, okay, that's nice. a sign. That was its last gift to me. <laughs> here's the completion of this game now I must go to controller heaven and hang out with my brethren yeah. you know my uh, wave now, bird will this be the push for you to get an Xbox no because I need Xbox <laughs> to make a game that I want to play <laughs> like, alright just to be legit like like no shade to Xbox like uh, to Xbox fans out there because I had an Xbox I had an Xbox 360 the difference yeah. is they had games that made me want to buy the system. Oh, jeez. Like, like, here's the thing. And I love Gears of War as much as the next man. I love Killer Instinct. I love Forza yeah. as much as the next man, the next woman, the next gamer. But those aren't console sellers to me personally, Mike G. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, mm -hmm. but during the time when, when this last generation came out, it was PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. And I was at my money in my hand. I had to make the decision. PlayStation 4, Street Fighter 5, Xbox One, Gears of War. PlayStation oh, okay. 4, Bloodborne. Xbox One, Forza? PlayStation 4, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. Uncharted 4. <laughs> it's like, no, what am I not going to play Street Fighter? No, no way. No way. We'll get to that later. But, uh, it's just if if Xbox One X said R Red Dead Redemption console exclusive, you got my money, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, uh, go for it. I I see. But until <laughs> that day happens, I'm like I'm gonna get a Switch before I get a Xbox One, and that's crazy to me because I haven't bought a Nintendo product since the GameCube. You know yeah, what I'm but I could I could see it because it's like. Most of the games that I enjoy are cross-platform sort of thing. They, they're on both systems. So right. once you have one system, you might as well go for the Switch, even though I never see myself getting one right. unless they, uh, like, turn into, like, we're actually reselling all the original Nintendo and NES games on it, and you can buy, like, your favorite for a dollar 
I think then that would yeah. make yeah. I don't know if that's what they're actually doing or not. I'm I am not the marketer for Super Nintendo or like <laughs> Nintendo. Me neither. Like but you yeah. can. There is like the Nintendo store where you can buy old school games if you want. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. It's downloaded to the system, but Nintendo has brought to me, brought it's created a <laughs> banquet of games that I just can't ignore. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. Mega Man Eight. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Splatoon Two, Stay Fresh. If you know what I'm oh, talking about, geez. you got it. I will fight anyone to the death over Splatoon. I I never played it, but I I'm such a fanboy of it. I draw it and everything. I love that. It's like fresh new Nintendo. It's the coolest thing. It's a new IP from Nintendo that's actually really good. Hmm. So I'm just like my. One man's opinion, but yeah, I would love to have an Xbox One X and have the 4K experience. But like you said, I already own a system that that shares most of the games. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I, I, I'm not that type of guy to buy the same game on multiple consoles because it's like, what's the point of that? Yeah, that's crazy. I like, shout out to my friends that do that, but you need help. You need help, man. I'm not going to buy five copies of, of you know, Max Payne 3. You know, like, what? Why would I do that? I just need one good copy and I'm good to go. Unless each copy delivers, like, something specific to that to that console. Like, when Soul Calibur 2 came out, there was a character for each console. Mm-hmm. You had Hayashi Mishima on the PlayStation version. You had Link from, Lord, from, Le- from Legend of Zelda on the GameCube version. You had Spawn on the Xbox version. That's a reason to buy multiple copies of the same game to experience all three characters. But if this if it's the exact same experience, then I'm just gonna buy it on the console I got, you know. True that. True that, man. Other other than that, my week was pretty lazy, man. Just uh, watch some more of the gifted. Watch Capcom Cup. Got to see some cats get bodied and uh, wow. and uh, a, a new champion, Don Go Dominican Republic. You know, Go Menard. He was the underdog. He beat Tokido. His his birdie beat actually Tokido Sakuma for all my uh, Street Fighter heads. And that was a big upset because Tokido won E3. No, he he won EVO. Tokido won EVO this year. So it's just like, wow. Let's go, man. Hail to the king. Oh, man. (laughs) Other than that, uh, anything else on your week, uh, Winter, that you wanted to talk about? I'm trying to think of uh, nerd-related stuff that happened. Right, (laughs) yeah. uh, I guess... Looking into uh, Fantasy Grounds, uh, which is a virtual tabletop for Dungeons and Dragons. Sick. Okay. Yeah, that it's a very interesting program. Uh, it's 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 like very hard for me to go like buy the same books that I have for the program, but right. once you do, it's integrated into the system. So it's like you just drag and drop. That's what you want. Yeah. So. I, there might be a foreseeable purchase of that. Yeah, that man. and Fruity Loops. I want Fruity Loops. Or is it called Fruity Loops? I the think it's Fruity Loops. Audio, yeah, audio mastering or audio Dawson. Or, I want that. also want an accordion. <laughs> nice. <Santa>. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> just a, a weekend of having no money, but yet you're, <laughs> you're looking at 
sing to buy. Trust me, man. I am the I am the lord of champagne taste with beer money, dog. I'm the, like, like, okay, if you get an accordion for one of the outros, you have to play like the Legend of Zelda theme on your accordion and record it. All right. I would love that. I already have a melodica. I can learn legend. I can learn. Uh, you know what a melodica is? Is that the? Uh, I don't want to sound dumb, so uh, educate me. <laughs> Okay, the melodica is pretty much it's like uh, the it's that keyboard that with the tube that goes to your mouth and you blow oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like it's uh, it's advertised almost in the same category as an accordion, um, but it's still it's very cool. I don't play it as much as I should. Man, but... practice, dude. I hear that. I haven't touched my bass in months because I've just been so focused on other stuff but you know how that goes one day you'll just get the itch and you're like all right let's go learn some music and then you just get right back to it right man speaking of learning stuff let's learn about this news sound effects ladies and gentlemen (laughs) sound effects are here and they're ready to fight you with their fists wrapped in glass and glue like in like in kickboxer or john claude van damme Oh man, do you ever yeah. see Kickboxer with John Claude Van Damme? I've heard about it. What? <laughs> we seriously need a movie night, man. You have to see Tom Poe, and he like kicks the tree, and the tree breaks. He does, yeah. sp- he does maximum splits because his, because uh, uh, his, uh, his trainer ties John Claude Van Damme's legs to like two pulleys, and he almost draws and quarters him because he wants to get his get his legs to do maximum splits. Okay. It's, a, it's as amazing as it sounds. I'm, I'm just trying to just tell you. I'm more man. of a Steven Seagal fan. Oh, under <laughs> so... siege, dog. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not talking about his early stuff. I'm talking about later. Oh like... no, man! Like, <laughs> like, he's like a I... bloated like body hunter, like his yes, TV like, show. I swear to you, I watched uh, on Netflix. I can't even remember what the movie is. A Code <laughs> to Kill, we'll call it something like that. Uh, where he oh, is literally man. sitting through 70% of the movie and he's beating people up while he's sitting down. Man. Late, and, in, late in the game, Seagal is the garbage and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like perfect. It's like he's not... He he gets to have his chili dog while getting the girl. It's perfect. That, remi- <laughs> that reminds me of like when... Uh, 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 Bill Murray was when it, when Bill Murray was forced to do the Ghostbusters remake. And he's like, as long as I don't have to stand up, I would do whatever you guys want me to do. So the whole, all his scenes, he's awkwardly sitting down and like yeah. giving less than any any f's on the planet, man. Like he he just doesn't care. He's reading through his lines and he wants to go home. It's the kind of the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, talking about reading through lines. Let's get into this news, man. There is a lot. There's a metric yeah. ton of news this week. So we're gonna heavy focus on certain things, but let's try to fly through these um, All right. as you know as quickly as we can. Anything you want to just linger on, just go for first, it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the first one right here. I know. One of, yeah, I picked that one out for you, man, because I know you're a Twilight Zone head. So the news is that CBS All Access greenlit. A Twilight Zone reboot from Jordan Peele, the director of Get Out and Key and Peele comedy skits. How do you feel about this, man? Like, what's your what's your well, initial gut reaction? I'm excited for it. I can see where they go wrong with uh, the heavy-handed uh, 
message at the end of the episode could be a problem. Right. Because it's like the twilight. What was good about the Twilight Zone was because was uh, how like subtle some of the messages were in a right. lot of the episodes. But I could see I could see Peel doing a good job. I've I haven't been steered wrong by most of what he's done. Um, right. He's, his I, career I've, is taking a weird has taken weird turns, hasn't it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's. It's just the I, I'm gonna sound like show business, but that's Hollywood, baby. That's Hollywood, baby. Like, Chomp on because, your cigar. Yeah, just picture the director of Mad Max. He did Happy Feet as well as Mad Max. Do what so. you got to do, man. You yeah. Know? And it's like Jordan Peele is at that stage in his career that he gets to do whatever he wants. So uh, the and, problem is, is that CBS All Access. I don't like how it's gonna be just streaming. I think it needs to be on uh, on, on the TV. Yeah, I don't think I think it's because they don't have faith in it. I think yeah. they're just like they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket in it. And the scariest word in that entire sentence is reboot. You know what I'm saying when it comes to Twilight Zone because it's like are they just going to reboot existing episodes? Are these going to be new social anxieties that are going to be reflected in the episodes? Because that was the big thing for me. Was Twilight Zone was the social was social anxiety reflected in episodes? You know what I mean, right? Like, and how it really spoke to race. It spoke to, yeah. uh it, it spoke to uh, sexuality. It spoke to gender, gender law, and, and and gender equality. And it was just such. It was, oh man, like if you think about it, Twilight Zone really just set the archetype for so many things. You know what I mean? Because it came out so early. And for Jordan Peele, I can see where they're going from because Get Out is a real good uh, co- commentary on social, you know, on, on social anxieties. You know what I mean? Right. Racial anxieties. So I can see where he, I would rather him be a front runner and not direct every episode. You know, I like. But the thing is, is like Rod Sterling did half of <laughs> Twilight Zone episodes by himself, right? He just was writing true. like he was writing like a madman. Yeah, and just wrote <laughs> wrote some of the best writing, some of the best commentary ever. You know. Yeah. Well, from what I gather, is he didn't actually write it himself. He would record himself saying the uh, script out loud, and then oh, he would have. Really? Yeah, because you can buy these uh, recordings of Rod Serling talking into his recorder, and it's like it will be like Act One. That's Lady cool, in a diner. Man. I yeah. would love to hear that, especially on some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, real quick, what's your favorite um, Twilight Zone episode? Oh, geez. My favorite would have to be the one, I can't remember the title of it, but it's the one where the lights go out in the uh, community. Yeah. And then, the, and then they start accusing each other. Someone shoots another guy. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's what you're talking about. Is that yeah. is that monster on Maple Street or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's man. It. Okay, yeah. real quick. Oh, go for it. I'm sorry. I don't want to step on it's, you. Oh, it's very it, it's a very good episode. It, it has inspired me. <laughs> that's And that's what Twilight Zone's all about, man. It's, it's inspired so many people. On so many different levels, and, and we could just do a Twilight Zone cast by itself because it's so dense. But right. just a shout out to my favorite episode is the Howling Man, where the guy goes to the monastery and he, and he actually finds the devil himself captured, <laughs> and the and the devil like talks him out of stuff. And I'm not gonna spoil it for any like younger listeners that have never watched Twilight Zone, 
do yourself a favor and watch all of Twilight Zone. Every episode is a gem. And I'm, that's not hyperbole. Almost every episode is like an 8 of, out of 10. In suspense, in pacing, in direction, in message. I, I can just gush about Twilight Zone all day. It's, it's, so, it's inspired me on so many different levels. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's... Um... I won't spend too much time anymore on it, but it, if you're a, um, a fan or you're interested in film and directing and writing, you have to – it's almost a requirement to watch Twilight Zone. Right. It's required reading, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's, it's like if you're a horror geek, you got to at least watch all the original movie monsters, Dracula, The Mummy, Frankenstein, just to see where things come from, you know? Right. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of things coming, Square Enix has announced a third Tomb Raider game. So I definitely wanted to put that on the docket because I love those games. I think they're pretty good. And uh, the original was the remake of Tomb Raider, which I played on Xbox 360 and loved. Uh, then there was mm -hmm. Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was really good. And now we're getting, I guess, the end of a trilogy to bring back Laura Craft, Croft because I think she's one of the most important women in, in gaming. She's she's top five, I would say, of women in game, of, of female characters in gaming. She's really important uh, to me, you know, in regards to that. Yeah. Have you played any second of those games? Would be, second one would be the woman off the gecko game from, or Gex, <laughs> Gex. from Nintendo 64. Yes. Jeez, uh, man. Yeah, I played the original Tomb Raider, which was pretty good. Right. I'm not too much of, too much of a fan of it because it, they were... It seemed like the time period of me interested in these games didn't correlate with when they were coming out. Right. So I I did all the I played all the Uncharted games back in my PlayStation years. Right. Uh, but then it was like once the once these new Tomb Raiders came out, I was already on board for like Call of Duty. Yeah. And watching all those stuff. So Activision uh, already got their hooks in you, huh? Yeah, it, but it's. A, it's a great game. I like the movies as well. Oh yeah, man. One thing I like about these remakes is they tone down like the over sexualization of the character. You know, that what is saying? important. Yeah, that is important. Yeah, because it it makes you take the character more seriously, and that's where it, she boosted in pop and uh, to me in the ranks of the Samus Orions and the Chun Lees. You know what I'm saying? And the Sonya Blades and the yeah. You know, you know, and, and all in the Princess Zelda and Princess Peach, you know, the iconic female characters, right? Right. And, and I just, I'm just really looking forward to what they do with because these games are always super polished. They always look really good. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, all the trailers or all the gameplay I've seen are excellent. So imagine this like on the Xbox One X, which is currently the most powerful console game, or even on a beastly PC. It's gonna look amazing. It's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, man. Speaking of things that look amazing, what about this Death Stranding trailer that was debuted, <laughs> you know, at the Game Awards, man? Did you check yeah, this thing I, out? Yeah. Personally, I'm kidding. I, I'm close to being skeptical. Yeah, <laughs> of, I love it. I love it. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Where Explain. it's it's, tur it's turning into... Well, uh, you can you guys can research uh, the background of this whole this whole debauchery, man. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's getting to the point of uh, like 
that one movie that came out about the French comic book. I uh, can't remember what it is. Oh, but... yeah. Uh, uh, it, it just came out, and it, and it flopped, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like they're trying to build this whole universe. They're trying to go, like, so so mind-bending, so dark, so weird. Yeah. And it's like it's totally not like Resident Evil or Silent <laughs> Hill. <laughs> you can actually – you know the actors' faces. You That's know the actors' faces, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, kojima though man like here's the thing kojima's imagination we're talking about hideo kojima the um game director of the medical solid series of um the zone of the ender series he's like he's the biggest name in in japan when it comes to game development Mm -hmm. and he's this madman this mad scientist of gaming and and he's been chained by the shackles of konami for so long that he actually gets to be creative and this is all that creative energy poured into this game that i have no idea what's going on right it's just now it, it's a bunch of crazy stuff i don't know what is is and what's the creepy part is is that he says that there's gameplay in that trailer what there's gameplay in that trailer okay Gameplay can mean several different things. <laughs> your thumb is on the controller, and your and your other thumb is on the right stick, and you're walking around. There's just oh, no wow. HUD, so you so it's all blending into the cin- cinematography. Wow. So I'm like, what is this, man? It, oh, it's so good. Like if you Death Stranding, I can't even explain what it is because no one knows what it is. It's it's uh it's a it's a hodgepodge of science fiction horror and like abstract art yeah and and it's crazy ill looking, feelings with konami <laughs> yeah hashtag yeah. uh hashtag fuck konami <laughs> everyone is like we have it's funny when norman reedus and hideo kojima announced the game at the game awards which were this this last weekend the main thing that norman reedus was saying was no one can stop us now no one can stop this game from coming out it's like yeah. it's such a middle finger to konami which they deserve because yeah. they're between them and EA, they're the two worst gaming companies on the planet. So they deserve all the negative juju that they're getting. So forget those dudes. Now we've talked about, I think last episode we talked about this about uh, how like it could have been a good thing of like restricting this guy's creativeness mm-hmm. to, depending on how this game turns out. Because it could be that there's so much going on. It's a hot mess. That yeah. And I I predict that it's going to be not long enough of a game. It's going to be too short. Um, I predict yeah. that uh, that it's going to be um, they focus. They're going to be focusing too much on the as like the aesthetics of the game. Mm-hmm. That it's going to that it's not going to be well thought out game wise. Now, who am I to know what what really the game's gonna be out? Well, this is just what I'm assuming. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well but, it's like yeah. look at the man's track record, right? Like Yeah. If you look through all the Metal Gear Solid series, there's two that really stand out, which is Metal Gear Solid, the first one, and Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, which was the third one. And right. the other ones are up for discussion. I'm not gonna sit here and and try to <laughs> and make a countdown for the Metal Gear games because I don't want to get yelled at. You know what I'm saying? But I think that he's the type of dude, like you said, that needs to have the reins 
reined in on his script. If you just let him go, it's going to be a big hodgepodge of mess and no one's going to understand it. No one's going to get it. You know, it has to have some through line of coherency. You know what I mean? And do I think this is going to be a 30-hour game experience? Probably. It's not going to be long. I don't think it's going to be like a 100-hour-plus open-world experience. I think it's going to be very linear because the Metal Gear games were very linear outside of 5, which he didn't even complete, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> right? So Death Stranding... You know, the Lord bless them, man. I just want to see this thing in action. I want to see someone playing it on a controller. And I, it, do you use guns? I mean, what is? What, like, are there weapons? Is it a dating sim? You know, <laughs> is it a, is it an arcade racer? Nobody knows, man. It's just it's so abstract. Uh, speaking of abstract things, from software also teased their latest project, and it's. Did you watch this this really five second trailer? No, I didn't actually. <laughs> I apologize. No, man, you're not missing much. It's only five seconds, and just to give a brief description, it's some kind of femur that's attached to a contraption that has a bloody like a bloody like uh, rope attached to it, and it's tightening. You know how think about like your how your arm tightens. You can see that the muscle sinew flex. It's like that, but it's kind of like mechanical. And it only says shadows die twice, and then it just goes from software. And that's the whole trailer. Oh, it's Bloodborne 2. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's Bloodborne 2. Yeah. And it almost reminds me of... You ever seen Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. And how <laughs> I love Virus. First of all, check out Virus. It's a really dumb movie, but it's fun. It's like that weird mesh of flesh and and metal, where it's kind of like a weird body horror kind of thing. You know right. I mean? It's very visceral. It's very tense, and the music is perfect. And it's just Bloodborne too. You know what I'm saying? If it's not, I think people are going to be disappointed, but then they'll get hyped once they find out if it's an original IP. Because From Software can do no wrong at this point. You know what I mean? Like they've made so many good games, and they have such a weird cult following. And for those who don't know, From Software created the games, and I've talked about these games before on the podcast, uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, my favorite, Armored Core, which is one, of the, sick, Core is in, yeah. it's one of the sickest mech games I've ever played. It's so detailed. But it's just a small little teaser of what this game is going to be. And they're like, uh, we'll have updates within the next 12 months. And everyone's like, screw you dude just tell me what it is <laughs> i can't wait that long my brain's gonna explode you know this is i don't know this it's a lot of a lot of the trailers over this weekend were very kind of uh tongue-in-cheek like what is this like yeah I don't know what i'm looking at and that's i don't like it it's frustrating yeah and only the diehards get super hyped for that stuff everybody else is like all right whatever that's weird we'll see you know, but I'm a huge... Bloodborne is one of those games, and the From Software games, one of those games that I can't beat because they're just too hard for me in my old man reflexes. <laughs> you know, but I love yeah. watching them. They're fun to watch. I love the lore. I love the, the setting. Bloodborne has one of the best settings in video games, in my opinion. It's the second coming of Castlevania. It just looks... Watch a Let's All Play right, of Bloodborne. It, it looks beautiful. And if this is indeed mm -hmm. Bloodborne 2... I'd buy it to support them, but I'm not going to beat it because it's too hard. These games are just stupid difficult, 
You know what I'm saying? But more power to him, man. It looks it looks good. It looks really good. We'll see, right? Right. Oh man. Speaking of announcements, let's freaking go. The Shadow Bayonetta, Bayonetta three. The Shadow Remains cast. Let's go. I love Bayonetta. Love Bayonetta. Bayonetta three was announced exclusive for the Switch. So here's the breakdown, right? This is how it went. Uh, uh, Reggie from Nintendo came out and said, okay, I got an announcement to make. They announced that, that Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2 are coming out as a collection for the Switch. So you can maybe play Bayonetta 1 and 2 on the Switch in like the next few months. Like I think early, I think he said Q, uh, Q1 2018. And then he said, wait, there's more. And he rolls out a sizzle reel for the next Bayonetta game, which is exclusive to Switch. And I'm just like, do I need any other reason to buy this console? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's reaching Super Nintendo levels of really good games really early. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The Switch is just so good right now. Like, and, and we got news later coming down the line, which I want, I'm not going to talk about yet, which is another reason to buy the Switch. But I'm really looking forward to purchasing this console. I haven't been this hyped for a console since, like, the PlayStation 3. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna look at the price real quick for a Switch. What, real quick? They're like the, two ninety nine. They're like two ninety nine. Weren't they like six hundred bucks? That's how back. Yeah, that's back when Nintendo lost their damn minds and only produced like a hundred of them, and they undershot the production, and everybody was like eBay selling them and shit, and it was impossible to find them. You know what I'm okay. saying? You still, depending on your area, it's still hard to find them on Amazon, which is dumb to me because they've been out for almost a year. But sometime next year, I got to pick up a Switch, man. It's just, it's too, oh man, there's too many good Still games on it. Still waiting for my Skyrim on it. Still <laughs> <waiting for> Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim will be there. That's one of their yeah, launch yeah. games. That's a reason to pick it up if you're a Skyrim head. Well, that well wasn't there issues of it not really being on there yet? They were or like uh, the NBA game that they were advertising. Yeah, it's because the uh, the actual data that it took to run those games on the Switch were more than what their memory cards can handle. It's like, oh, those games okay. are very gig heavy, and the Switch has like one of those SD card for memory, so it's like they have to figure out how to balance that with all the other games you have on your <laughs> on your console, right? You know, right. Like, so that was the big problem. That's the reason why it hasn't come out yet. They're optimizing the game. Alright, you're convincing me now to look into this again. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna name some killers. Killer apps is what I call reason to buy a system. Yeah. Mega Man Eleven. Mega Man. New Mega Man. Uh Breath of the Wild Zelda, which was which was named Game of the Year uh this year. Mario Odyssey, which was also in the running of Game of the Year. Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, which we'll talk about later. Uh of course Splatoon and Splatoon two, which are a lot of fun. Bayonetta three, one and two. Three, two, and one. Uh, Skyrim for all those Skyrim heads out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a deal with Bethesda. So future Bethesda games are going to be coming out on the Switch. So potential Fallout mm-hmm. Five or Fallout New Vegas Two, whatever comes out first. Buy a Switch, man. Damn it. <laughs> God, buy a Switch. Buy a Switch. Damn it. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I'm getting one. It's happening. Okay. It's super happening. Speaking of things that are happening. I threw my remote control across the room when this announcement came out. And I screamed like a little girl 
I screamed like a babe, like a like a small like a churins, like a youngling. My voice hit falsetto when this game was announced. And when they asked the question to the audience at the Game Awards, does your soul still burn? Soul Calibur Six was announced, 2018, in Soul Calibur. Wow. Soul Calibur Six, the next the next number iteration of the Soul Calibur series. It's been like five years since the last Soul Calibur game. Like five or six years. Yeah. Ah, uh, Soul Calibur is. I'm just getting. I'm getting. Soul Calibur is like my favorite fighting game outside of Street Fighter. Like Soul Soul Blade, Soul Edge. Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast, playing that for the first time. The soundtrack, I have all the art books from Soul Calibur's 1 through 5. Oh, my girl, Ivy. I want to just imagine what she's going to play like. The game, they already showed gameplay. It looks so good. It's They're going They're going back to the past where they're going to kick some, kick some ass. Soul Calibur 6, man. Just take my money, dude. Just, just <laughs> here. Just... Take all. Take my firstborn. You know. Yeah. Just, just now, give it. me the give me the list of who do you think are going to be the surprise uh, characters? Character? Okay, yeah. I, I got a list. I got a list. It's dope. Okay, if they do, okay, it's coming out on PlayStation, Xbox One X, and PC, right? Okay. And this is yeah. what I'm thinking. The each character, I think each console is going to get a secret character, like in Soul Calibur Two, like which what we talked about earlier. Right. So for PlayStation. I think it's going to be the Bloodborne Hunter from for Bloodborne. It's mm. going to be the secret character for PlayStation. For for PC, I think it's going to be B2 from Near Automata. She's okay. the, she's the blind android with all the swords and shit. And for Xbox One X, ah oh man, that's a tough one. I think it's going to be a Killer Instinct character. I think it's going to be like Spinal, or or uh, or, Hayak, or Hayako from uh, from Killer Why not uh, Master Chief? Because that's been done. Oh, Master I Chief. Knew that. Master Chief was a fighting game character in a couple of games, and I think he had representation in the last uh, Soul Calibur. No, it wasn't Soul Calibur. Dang it! I think it was Killer Instinct. But um, but yeah, I think. It could be, a, it could definitely be Master Chief again, but they have to come out with a new Halo, right? That's true. Uh, Xbox One X needs their Halo game, so we'll see how that goes, and that could be cross promotion there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or maybe, it, hmm? I'm assuming they already did Kratos for PlayStation, right? They did Kratos. Kratos was a playable character in Mortal Kombat Nine. Okay. Which was crazy. He was a cross platform yeah. playable character in Mortal Kombat Nine. And that was also with Freddy Krueger and Scarlet, I think, were the downloadable characters for that game. And I okay. think Smoke. So Kratos would be dope. Like, the new Kratos, like God of, the God of War PlayStation 4 Kratos, with the beard yeah. and the ice axe, would be dope. But I really want the Bloodborne Hunter. And just with the, with the, with the uh, axe sickle or the chain or the, or the whip cane or something like that. It would be sick, dude. Yeah, you're also... They could do Star Wars again. They could that, do Star that, Wars. Yeah. I mean, why not, man? I mean, throw Ray, throw Kylo Ren in that bad boy. Yeah. I mean, why not? Be considered the best Star Wars game to come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's super wood. Yeah. And with no microtransactions. Wink! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jeez Louise. My friend was talking, me and my friend were at work, we were talking about like why is there not a lot of hype 
around The Last Jedi coming out. Like It doesn't seem like it's a lot of hype, right? right. People are losing their minds. Now, I was telling them, I was like, dude, it's probably because all the negative backlash Star Wars is getting from EA and from Battlefront 2. You know what I mean? Like, that stuff that, trickles down. Yeah. That and I read, like, an article from this film critic, and he's he's comparing Star Wars to Harry Potter now. Mm. <laughs> to where That's... it's turning into, uh, look at these young kids run around, get into mischief and stuff. Man. And I'm like, well, there you go. There uh, you go. Yeah, I'll still. I mean, I'm still gonna watch. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go see it this weekend. That's that's coming up on what am I getting hyped for? But have you been checking out some of these like initial reactions? People are saying this movie's crazy, dude. People are saying like, no, don't expect what you think you're gonna expect. People are like, one guy said ballsy. He said this movie is very ballsy. I'm like, what is what? A Star Wars movie? Take it down (laughs) a notch, bro. Put down the Red Bull and give us a decent review. Gosh. But uh, even though I would support Red Bull if they want to support this podcast, it's, the, it's a delicious energy drink. Yeah, and it's supported by Street Fighter, so, you know, just give, it a plug. <laughs> just give us money, Red Bull, I'll do it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, throwing, so, uh, throwing Street Fighter, uh, not uh, Street Fighter characters in Soul Calibur would be so sick. Uh, but uh, throwing Star Wars characters in Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur is one of those games where you can just throw anybody in there and. And, and from example of Tekken, because that's the same the same band, um, Namco Bandai makes Tekken, right. and just here are some of the the characters that are in the Tekken game. It's Akuma from Street Fighter, and Geese Howard from SN, from King of Fighters are both in in a Tekken game, right? So it's like that kind of madness, but with Soul Calibur, and uh, Noctis from FF15 is going to be in, in in Tekken, which is crazy. So it's like they're making connections. So Soul Calibur Six's like secret character or guest characters could be insane. Man. It could be anybody, man. Right. It could be Crash Bandicoot. It'd be dope. It could be Mario. It could be Mario. Mario yeah. would be way too OP though, because you know Mar- Mario can't die. You know. All right. Well, it'd be like a like a realistic version of Mario. I'll be or weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. It'll be just. It'll be like Bob Hop. Hop Bob Hopkins. <laughs> Bob, yeah. Bobby boy. You'll have, you'll have, like, the Odyssey hat that just takes over your body and makes you character switch. That's what it's... Yeah. See, that, that one's free. That one's super free. Uh, speaking of games that are hope are free, uh, THQ Nordic reveals a supernatural survival game called Fade to Silence that looks really interesting. Yeah. I, I was just looking at some photos of that. It's, um... It, this would be on my list. I, I'm always a fan of survival games. Yeah. And it kind of looks like uh, The Thing, like, mixed with, like, Battle... <laughs> like, mixed with, like... What was that? Uh, battle Los Angeles? You know what I mean? Like, that... Yeah. Movie, where, like, you're in the Arctic Tundra, and you have to you have to legit survive, like, do, like, survival game stuff. Like, make a fire, and build a house. And protect yourself from the elements, but also fight aliens or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It's made by the guys who made uh, what's the name of that game? By the guys who made Bullet uh, Bullet Storm. No, 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 that's the other game that's coming. Up. That's the other game. Uh, this game was made by THQ um, Nordic. So I just want to put it on the docket because it looks interesting. And it's and it's a new IP. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely wanted to give it some. Um, give check it, some, it out. Check it out. Keep an eye on it. Right. 
another new IP that coming out, which I kind of just uh, mentioned a second ago, was a game called Witchfire, which mm-hmm. looks like a gothic horror sh- first-person shooter. Have you seen the trailer for this thing? It looks really weird. It's like the reason I'm hype about mm-hmm. it. The reason I'm, only reason I put it on the docket is because it was made. It's being made by the guys who made Bulletstorm, which is one of my oh, yeah. favorite games on the Xbox 360. I love that. Yeah, game. this looked cool. I yeah, forgot about it. Yeah, it looks super cool. So I'm like, okay, you got my attention with the Bulletstorm creators, and uh, we'll see. Show show me more, right? Show me more. Your new IP right. thrill me. You know what I'm saying? So. And the last bit of gaming news, no, it's not, but there's the closer, which we'll save for end. But the last bit of gaming news for a second is another new IP that came out, which is four-player co-op, and that's called Operational Gaming, for those who don't know what co-op means, and that's fine. It's a game called GTFO, (laughs) or Get the F Out. I don't want to just blatantly curse unless I'm being passionate about something. All right. But it's kind of like Borderlands, like four-on-four Borderlands. Where you're just a squad of dudes trying to get out of like an installation with ghoul monsters floating around, and it looks interesting. It's like a first-person shooter, and apparently it's very uh, co-op heavy. Like you guys have to work together, so it makes me think class-based. Maybe there's a tech guy, a tank, uh, uh, maybe like a, a sniper or something like that. We'll see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's, it's very hard to do co-op games like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't become another like uh, uh, heist, like that heist game. Yeah, mm. yeah. I can't it, remember what it's, it's called. It's real easy to mess those up, man. And yeah, as long as the campaign is interesting, and there's no there's no word of like versus. It all seems very PVE. You know what I mean? Which is you know player versus environment or player versus enemy or something like that. I forget right. what the, the acronym is. But we'll see. Something you can jump online and play with your friends. You know, be dope. You know, kind of like playing like a MMORPG. You know? Oh, I man. It. I dig it. Uh, speaking of things that have been dug, probably dug into the ground, which is a little switch gears here, is Warner <laughs> Brothers is planning to restructure their DC Films division. Can I get a no duh? <laughs> no duh on that one. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. It's very uh, I unfortunate. I don't know. Yeah. But needed to be done. Needs to be done. Something needs to be done, right? Yeah. What, Something needs to be done. What they need to do is, like, take notes from the beginning of what well, what, uh, what Marvel did in the beginning. And mm-hmm. they just mapped out how this entire arc was going to be instead of what they're doing now, which is like rolling a 20-sided die, mm-hmm. find who's going to get the next movie. So nuts, and then, man. Yeah. People Let's see for- what happens. People forget that Iron Man was not... Iron Man wasn't built to be a part of a cinematic universe. It had a stinger that set it up, right? The last second of the movie is the only thing you heard about the Avengers initiative, right? But if it failed... right. It was a great standalone movie, right? Yeah. Like, Iron Man alone didn't... There wasn't, like, weird cameos or, like, anything forced on this movie about building a universe. It was just Iron Man. And then when that was successful, we had Thor, which wasn't very successful, but it did what it needed to do. You know what I'm saying? And we had the first Avenger. It's just... You have to... You have to build a foundation before you can try to build a house. You know what I mean? And it's like... They need to put the right people in charge and let these guys make movies. 
right? It's like just let them direct, let them create, and there can't be so much like uh, producer involvement or studio involvement, you know, because it ruins things. Yeah, it, they, uh, the I mean, we've already covered the DC films a lot. Yes, so they, it's, it's an ongoing thing, man. Unfortunately, yeah. until they do better. Yeah, just get one director. Have them do all the movies, and <laughs> there you go, Bob's your own. Yeah, you know, just get no, just get Christopher Nolan to do them all, right? Isn't that the answer the fans want? There yeah. you go, Spark, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Ma- uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew <laughs> McConaughey is now Superman. He's Superman yeah. now, and yeah. Adris Alba is the Green Lantern, and everybody's happy, right? Just do what the fans right. exactly what the fans want. There's no reason it'll go wrong, right? I'm staring intensely into my laptop. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Speaking of eyes that can stare intensely, the first trailer dropped for the Battle the Battle Angel Alita movie, which I had no idea was even being made. I thought it was in, I thought it was in development hell. Did you get a chance to watch this trailer? Yeah, that's the one uh James Cameron, Robert Rodriguez the director, James Cameron's the producer. Right. Um Yeah, it's it looks weird, so yeah. I'm interested. Right, like it, any any movie nowadays that has like an original storyline that isn't superheroes or stuff like that, I have to give it a few more points than the average movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a brave step, so it looks interesting. Right, and it's like for those who don't know, man, James Cameron's been talking about this movie for almost ten years. You know, what I'm saying he's been like, yeah. I want to make a Battle Angel Alita adaptation, and this is something I really want to do. But oh. Oops, Avatar made a billion dollars, right? This is like, and Avatar right. has been his life for the last 10 years. Even the only one movie's come out. What's that about? But he's just been like, oh man, I've been wanting to make this movie forever. And it seems that Robert Rodriguez has taken the reins. And it, like you said, it looks interesting. It looks different. Uh, she has big giant anime eyes. We'll see how that, we'll see how that uncanny, uncanny valley kind of balances out, right? Let's just see how this thing goes. Right. It looks anime. It looks very anime, which is fine because, like you said, anything that's not a superhero movie that's in action needs to be focused on and 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 rejoiced over if it's good. You know what I mean? Because the comic book and I'm a I love comic books, but the comic book genre is so overwhelming now that anything that's not you kind of take you take notice. You know, so we'll see. We'll definitely see how this movie turns out. And it kind of makes me want to go back and watch the, um, the, um, the, the, what, the OVA of Battle Lita, just to see how, where is it coming from. Because it also gives me a very big Ghost in the Shell vibe, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, just in its, because yeah. I don't, I, the, truth be told, I, I've never read a Battle, Battle Angel Lita comic or manga. I've never watched an anime. <laughs> but from what I've been shown and what I know of the content, it gives me a very big, Ghost in the Shell vibe, and it's just if they can do Ghost in the Shell better than Scarlett Johansson can, and eh, uh, then more power to them, man. Uh, right, right. Jeez, Louise. Speaking of someone who's getting a lot of power, they're trying to get Quentin Tarantino to direct the next Star Trek movie, <laughs> and he wants it to be rated yeah, out of out of left field. Here Talk comes Quentin Tarantino <laughs> yeah. with, his, with his foot fetish and, and swear words. To make the next Star right. Trek movie, what would that be, man? It would be. How do you feel like, about instead this? Instead of, instead, like, well, you have to. 
there is a strong possibility that Quentin Tarantino will dial back the technology that we've seen in Star Trek films. Right. Just to give it the 70s, 60s, 70s nostalgia. Somehow it will be in the 70s. (laughs) Like, I'll picture it like he's purposely making it like a grindy film, grainy film. And uh, having, like, we purposely must use ships that are on strings for this. We must make it look like we're back in the day. And then have, like, funk music playing in the background. Like, we need yeah. to get to the Cleon ship. And it's yeah. funny, it's like, some directors work better on low on low budgets, right? Like, I've always said, if if Tim Burton came up with a movie that was low budget, it would be 100 times better than what he's been putting out recently because he just works yeah. better on a shoestring budget the same can be said with quentin tarantino you make a star trek film you do it on the cheap not cheap graphics but just cheap everything else and leave him to his own devices who knows what we'll get it'll be a hell of a lot more interesting than the last bunch of movies we got you know and maybe he'll turn the genre on his head that's a very right. bold choice and it's the only word I want to really want to use right now it's, it's just a very bold choice right it's like oh what the hell is this thing going to be? Oh, it's going to be something watchable. That's it's going to be something watchable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I just want to hear Picard drop the F-bomb super hard. You know? Right. Or like Picard be Samuel Jackson for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired yeah. of these motherfucking Klingons on this motherfucking Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez, please. <laughs> Don't do it, but do it. Oh, man. Speaking of things that I don't know what's going to be, is the Ready, the the new Ready Player One trailer. Just looks, just looks, it reminds me of Death Stranding. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much madness going on that you're just like, what is happening? What? Well, I'm kind of over it already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, thanks for, thanks for the, uh, like yeah, you're very unique. This is all cool stuff, but it, I'm I'm like done with it now. Like I feel like uh, I've heard enough about it. I feel like it, it is running the issue that Stranger Things has, which is like storyline, then have pop reference, storyline, pop reference, storyline, mm. pop reference, and it's like cool. yeah, we all mm. we all know what the '80s are. Okay, mm-hmm. we all we all are very much aware that. There's some nostalgia there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so let's just say Ready Player One. No, I'm not ready. And, here, I and here's turn the thing: off the, the book is the exact. The book is pretty much an episode of I Love the '80s. Remember that? Remember that show? I Love the '80s back on uh, Michael Ian Black. Going, well, Mike, oh, I love the Rubik's Cube. I love the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Remember the Pet yeah. Rock? Remember Xanadu? Right. Wink, wink. And it's just it's it's too much. It's it's uh. It's too much. There's a scene where a Tracer from Overwatch, Chun-Li, and the Deadites from um, from um, the Evil Dead series are just in the same in the same shot. There's a shot of just a Gundam. It's just Mobile Suit Gundam's there. Why is Mobile Suit Gundam there? Is she, what? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not painting a real picture of what people using the internet would be like. No man, it's like it's all some it's all some as as extends bullshit, dude. Where it's just like yeah, zero porn stars running around. Can you imagine that corner of the oasis? How dank that would be. They have to address it. 
they have to have to have to address right. the dark corners of the oasis where it's just like it's <laughs> i'm not gonna drop any yeah. porn star names or, but uh right it's just yeah. that it's just you walk in and just Mia Khalifa's there with like a visor from like Star Trek the Next Generation. <laughs> and she's just like, Welcome to the Oasis. You know? Or like, her like, uh, I wanna play this game and it's just her spitting in your face. Just, like, <laughs> <"Get ready." laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. The safe word is papaya. It's just like, oh shit. How do I uh how do I new game plus this shit, right? Oh yeah. man, yeah, the, uh, yeah. We'll man. save that for Ready Player Two, <laughs> <laughs> the multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, gross just... internet. Oh, uh, <laughs> dark, dank internet. <laughs> yeah. the, the the oasis. <laughs> man, oh man, it's just a uh, freaking. It's uh, Gianna Michaels and freaking <laughs> Mia Khalifa, dressed like Bayonetta characters. Like, okay, I just want I just want to point out to our audience that you said that you were not going to list any I'm sorry. star names. It's stupid, dude. It's the stupidest, dude. I'm sorry. Whatever. I don't care. It's just dumb. It's just that image is popping in my head, and it's just un it's undefeatable. We have to move on. Yeah. You just made up the you just made up the name of the podcast, by the way. The Dark CD. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, Mia awaits you in the dark corners of the oasis. <laughs> oh man, put your quarter into that slot. Oh jeez. Oh. Hey oh. Uh, I do this for a living, folks. Oh man. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't even know how to segue from that shit. Of uh, whatever. Did you check out the Spider-Man? Go in- Just go for it. Did you check out the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse trailer? Yeah, it it looks pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most unlike uh the most unlike enthusiastic. You're like, yeah, it's a cartoon. It looks dope. It's a Miles Morales movie, which I knew was coming down the pipe, but yeah. it looks very stylistic. I'll give it that. It has a look that I've never seen before. It almost reminds me of like old school, like old school. Computer animation, it almost like reminds me of like Liquid Television. Like remember MTV Liquid Television, where it was like a very uh, okay stylized thing, like Eon Flux kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like has a very sleek veneer on it, and it looks dope. It's pretty much just a sizzle reel of, of Miles learning his powers and just the giving an idea of the aesthetic of the world he's going to live in. And yeah. it's it's, it's a thing that, that... yeah. The thing that gives me pause is that it's written by Phil Lord, mm-hmm. which is uh, part of the Christopher Miller group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know if he's good by himself. But, we'll see. But you'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And that's funny that you pointed that out. I thought about it. It's like, well, he did make the Lego movie, but then again, this is a completely different animal than that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we can go through his uh, list. They just don't want to mention it right now. <laughs> no, man. But, it'll just it'll make you like, de-hype. We, we have... Uh, we did some episodes of How I Met Your Mother. That'll get some people going. <laughs> I hate it. I hate how I, how I Met Your Mother. I hate that show so much. It's because it was on for too long, firstly. And the, and the main character... <laughs> 
became so unlikable as the series progressed. Yeah. You didn't want this guy to win at the end because he was a scumbag and he made terrible decisions. You know what I'm saying? But I guess that's life. We mm-hmm. all made bad decisions, but forget him, dude. He, he did not deserve Robin. Anyway, like, if I'm I want to re- watch life, I'd turn off the TV. And stare at me. <laughs> if I wanted to escape, I would watch TV. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, it looks dope. Miles Morales getting it. A little hint that Peter Parker and Prowler, maybe Spider-Gwen's in it. We'll see. All right. All right, last bit of news of the night, because we're running a bit long in the tooth. It's my favorite news of the of the of the entire right. weekend. Hey, right. and Oh, you broke up there. What you say? Starting to cut out a little bit. I know, man. <laughs> we're 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 underwater. Yeah. Hopefully, right. Hopefully, it doesn't drop. That's fine. Um, and we'll do it live. But uh, yeah, just wanted to um. Going to the last bit of news of the night, which is the Street Fighter V announcement in the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Uh, I'm going to just go real quick into this because I don't want to linger on it too long, but the characters that have been announced for the next uh, season of Street Fighter is uh, Sakura, Cody from uh, Guilty Guilty Gear, Cody from from, uh, Final Fight, which is awesome. G, I'm thinking it's Greg from Bloody Roar. Sagat, which everybody's been waiting for. Falk, which is a new character. And my boy is back. My favorite fighting game character of all time, Blanca, has made his return to Street Fighter V. And now I can play the game again. So I'm super happy about that. Nice. Um, Yeah, man. So... And the 30th anniversary collection, just really quick. It's pretty much just 12 video games on one disc. It's Street Fighter all the way to Street Fighter Third Strike on the Switch and on the PlayStation. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's like it's the entire Street Fighter collection on one place that you can play it. There's online play for five of the games. There is a section where you can actually look at old sprites, and it's a sprite analysis section. There's Fan, there's fan art, there's game cr- creation art, there's um, there's um, production stills. It's just, if you're a Street Fighter fan and you've been playing Street Fighter since you were a kid, wherever that may be in your stage of, of life, if that was that back in the 80s, back in the 90s through 2000s, now, you, it's a must-pick-up. It's everything you've ever wanted in a, in a Street Fighter. Um, and it's just something that just has to be in the collection. And another reason to buy a Switch so I want to play Street Fighter Third Strike online at work. That's just what I want to do. You know, go on my lunch break, play a couple of matches in Street Fighter, go back upstairs, go back to work. You know what I'm saying? So it's like another reason to buy a Switch. Please buy a Switch. Oh, that was a lot of news. All right, man. So uh, let's get into these questions and answers. Uh, if you want to ask a question, you can always send that question to Masters of the Nerdiverse Cast at gmail.com. You may ask Mike G to repeat repeat that, so I will do so. It would be mean for me to say no. And that is Masters of the Nerdiverse Cast at gmail.com. Are you ready for some questions, winner? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, first question. Who is more likely to win in a fight? The man who has nothing to lose or the man who has everything to gain? Or the man who has everything the man who has everything to lose Um, versus the man who has nothing mm -hmm. to lose? Oh, that's that's harder. 
Um, everything to lose. You think everything to lose would be the guy who has nothing to lose? Yeah, everything the the guy who has everything to lose would beat the other guy. I feel the same way. I, he would fight he hard. He has uh, he has he has in one basket. Right, you know, and he'll and he'll turn into a desperate man and get that power up, that anime power up, and defeat the wild man who has nothing to lose. Right, you know. So I think he would take that. Very quick question. Second question: At any point, is cheating in a video game or in a game? In general, justified. Yes, if the other side is also cheating. <laughs> Thank you. That's a very good. That's a very good answer. <laughs> that's a very right. good answer. Like, if the other guy's cheating, then why can't I cheat? Like, if he's juicing up, I'm going to juice up because I got to balance out. You know what I'm saying? Let's all be just right. Roided out, super. Like you. Hmm? Right, and the only reason why you would not want to cheat. Is because you're trying to uh, diss him, which in the, or like trying to go like I could beat you even while you you are cheating, right? And that's just bragging rights, which does, and it, it's a it's just a motto to keep keep in mind that if the other side's cheating, you're all, you're not competing. You need to be cheating. As it's no longer <laughs> a competition. Like a no, it's real talk. If, right. It's no longer a competition if it's not even if if, it's, if you're not on the same playing field. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yes. Like uh, MMA fighters. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, cer- for certain promotions, we won't name them. We won't name um, names. They do not have regular – they don't have regu- rigorous testing. So now both sides have uh, steroids going on. And now here you come straight out of the UFC – which you've been doing, are like you, um, a greenhorn, going like I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna do all this, and th- that that's just the issue with having professional sports. Right. But yeah, but that's a whole other subject. I don't know where I was going with that. No worries, <laughs> man. But true, yeah. it's, it's true. If you're not in the same, if you're not in an even playing field, you even that field however you got to. That means cheating as well. Go for it. Just go do it online. You'll get trolled. Yeah, oh, man. And last question: Who's your favorite set? Or what's your favorite set of jobber enemies? Like like the throwaway enemies, like the putty patrol, like in Power Rangers, you know what I mean? Like the throwaway villains, like the the cannon fodder, as it were. I do like uh the gingivitis monsters from the F dental commercials. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, Let's go. Okay. okay. Uh I my favorite, like by far, would have to be the lizard people from Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> that would bop them on the head to go. Ew! Yeah, like they don't. They make like a cat noise instead of like a lizard. That's a very good answer. I like the buff ones that go. Ow! Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's a Donkey very Kong good answer. Is like the master of weird noises. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, you hit one. It goes. It makes that weird little. Oh man! If I had to pick one, it would be the Foot Clan from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, because the Foot Clan are dope, and also those weird dudes from the Hellfire Club in X Men. You know what I'm talking about? Those those like weird jobbers with the white masks that work for the Hellfire Club with Sebastian Shaw and uh, and the Dark Phoenix. Those guys are weird, but I can't. 
But yeah. yeah, check them out. But my my legit answer is the Foot Clan. It's the Foot Clan. <laughs> those those guys are awesome, and they're uh and they're a play on the hand, which is a whole Daredevil thing. But that's for another podcast. Oh man, this was a good episode, man. This was indeed yeah a solid right. episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to this week? Um, Call of Duty is having a double XP uh, session going on right now, so I'm, nice. I'm gonna probably hop on to that in a couple of minutes. I have a couple of papers I need to finish before Christmas comes, so I'm gonna be doing and. Uh, I'm watching the like the three seasons of this travel show called An Idiot Abroad nice. on Netflix. So uh, be checking that out. Sick man! Like I'm looking forward to the um, Horizon Zero Dawn DLC. I'm finally picking that up this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. I'm definitely looking forward to see a Star Wars: The Last Jedi with my family. That's gonna be awesome experience. And I'm interested mm-hmm. in finally, finally, finally finishing Mindhunter. I just need to drink that, like, like, like cough syrup. I just need to take it down. So I'll be happy to talk about that next week. Yeah. Oh man. Cool. Once again, this has been our podcast. Definitely, winner. Thank you for being on on with me and no problem talking about all this nerd stuff. And as where can we always find you? You can find me on Twitter at Winter, capital I, capital I, capital I. Just search the name Winter on Google. You'll find me, W-Y-N-T-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram. I'm all over the place. But you can also check out my other podcast, Couch Commentary on iTunes, for all your nerdy, needing a buddy to watch nerd stuff with needs. Nice, man. Couch Commentary. Couch commentary get it put it in your veins inject it right into the ventricle of life mm-hmm. oh man you can always find me on twitter which is mnerdiverse that is at mnerdiverse and i just built a tumblr page for the website so check out our tumblr page i'm gonna be putting up a bunch of weird stuff on there i'm gonna be retweeting mm-hmm. a bunch of weird stuff so check it out and you know follow us and i would like to add for our listeners on YouTube and our listeners on especially iTunes, if you're on iTunes, you're checking us out. Do me a huge favor. Leave a leave a review. Leave a five star review. Leave a one star review. I just want to hear from you. So definitely, please uh, leave a review. Subscribe. Check out what we're doing on a weekly basis. This podcast is only going to get bigger and we will be able to do that a lot faster with you. So I really appreciate you listening. And definitely give us a little review. Don't have to. Don't have to say much. Just say, "Oh, you guys are hype. Oh, you guys are garbage." I'll accept whatever you have to say. You know, any criticism is good criticism. So I definitely want to put that out there. You know what I mean? So, um, any parting words, Winter, before we close out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's it. That's it, man. Uh, As always, I am your host, Mike G, and I will always ask you to take that one step beyond. Welcome back to the stage of history. Yo. Slim Shady. 
Yo. I'll fucking, I'll, I'll puke, eat it, and freak you. Battle, I'm too weedy to speak to. The only key that I see to defeat you would be for me to remove these two Adidas and beat you. And force feed you in both, and on each feet is a cleat shoot. I lift you off your feet so fast with a roundhouse. You think I pulled the fucking ground out from underneath you. I ain't no fucking GM or cannibal. I ain't trying to shoot you. I'm trying to chop you into pieces and eat you. Wrap you in rope and plastic. Stab you with broken glass and have you with open gashes. Strapped you with soaking mattress. Coke and acid. Black magic. Cloaks and daggers. Fuck the planet until it spins on a broken axis. I'm so bananas. I'm showing up to your open casket to fill it full of explosive gases and close it back with a lit match in it while I sit back and just hope it catches. Blow you to fragments. Laugh. Roll you and smoke. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.